Music Video Land, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Music Video Land podcast. This week in music videos, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the Internet Music Video Database. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about music videos, the old filmed inserts. Uh, my name is Adam, and then with me, as usual, is someone who's just rocking, rocking those New York City temps, those New York City highs, fifty degrees all the way up. Um, just doesn't go any higher than that. Uh, and also a curator at Vimeo.com. I've said it wrong so many times that I planned my in my brain. I want to say Vimeo.net, but I'm going to switch to Vimeo.com. Mr. Doug Klinger, how are you, Doug? Dude, super good, Adam. No matter how hard they try, we're never going to die. They try so hard, and we haven't they died try yet. Too hard. Yeah, they were, they're wasting their time, essentially. Take it easy, they. That's right. And th- speaking of taking it easy, someone who never takes it easy in terms of life. Just in any way. In, in any way, essentially, is uh, Mr. Adam Alexander from North of the Wall. Um, Founder and operator of FringeMusicFix.com. Oh, Jesus. Dot com is uh, Adam Alexander. How are you, Adam? I'm good, Adam. I'm going to hit you with some French right now. Je suis prêt à nos Oh, and... and what, the, what the fuck's that about? Yeah, what, give us the translation. Well, that means I'm ready. Let's go. Whoa! Are you feeling a little extra French today? I'm feeling a bit... Yeah, sure. Uh, you know. Well, real French. It comes and goes, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. In waves. Right. Uh, and, yeah. So, Doug, well, Doug, speaking of waves, I saw you tweet earlier today that you believe that Kanye West is the most consistent artist of all time. Oh, yeah. Mo- the most. And uh, that reminded me that, uh, you know, this is tangentially related, music related, that uh, The Life of Pablo is now on Spotify. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, a small victory, you know, the Life of Pablo was exclusively on Tidal for a while, and I actually mm-hmm. bought a Tidal subscription to listen to it. And now that there's a mood to You Spotify, got it for two months. I, how do you know I got it for two months? Well, they gave everybody a free month. Oh, okay. A second free month. Oh, okay. Then I might have not paid anything. I might have just been on the free plan. Yeah, um, free but uh, that kind of, you know, it, it bodes good things for people like us who want to see music not siloed. And especially now that all different sorts of platforms are now hosting videos, we want to see videos not siloed as well. So um, I would love to see a world where Apple Music is not kind of siloing their music videos. But yeah, um, just no more silos. Let's just get rid of these silos. Absolutely. Well, except for Grain. Well, right. Just the internet silos. Get rid of them. Okay. Um, if, if there were no grain silos, where would people hide the body? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you think there's you think there's bodies in my grain? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, Do you guys ever hear about that hotel? Um, oh, that's oh, it's an awful story. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, no, you can, you can say it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that hotel on Skid Row in L.A. Um, that they like renamed because. Um, like a girl like got into like somehow got into like the water on the roof and died in there and she was like coming out it was like coming through in in the shower and the sinks and shit people are like this this water tastes like body <laughs> <laughs> just like no they're like complaining about the water pressure and like the the water was discolored and it was cuz like some girl Got up into the water. Now she was so she was murdered in there, I believe. I th- I believe. Something happened. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so, or 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 something like she was. There's like footage of her on an elevator being all freaked out, and then like take and like the elevators like acting weird and stuff. But she's also acting very very erratic. It's it's Wait. a super creepy story. And actually, the the thing that makes this the most creepy for me is it didn't happen that long ago. It happened in 2013, I believe. Yeah, and also the reason I know about this is because I was like. Maybe five minutes from booking that hotel, and I just oh, like, really? little, like Yelp review or like Yelp search for this hotel, and it was like, yo, this hotel just changed its name. Like, search for this hotel instead, and like <laughs> find out what happened. Like, I literally had all the shit filled out. Like, all my information was about to book that hotel to like go to the LA Music Video Fest or something. And I'm like, oh, this hotel's super cheap. I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, and I found out, and like, yeah. Then I watched that video and was like horrified. Uh, didn't didn't end up staying there. Uh, I'm sure the hotel, the hotel that I did stay at had murders in it too. They just were less sensational, right? 
We don't have a video to transition to after that story. <laughs> no, none of <laughs> none of these <laughs> make sense. Relate to that in any way. Well, some of them were probably made in L.A. So, hey. oh, there you go. So, yeah, we have a fantastic slate of music videos to talk about this week. Um, and if you want to watch along, I encourage you to go to imvdb.com slash podcast. And this is episode 189. Um, and there you will find the watch list. And some some weeks we had uh, some questionable videos last week in terms of quality, in term, like the Iggy Azalea team video. And I have still yet to do some research on whether or not you need a boarding pass to get on a private plane. But I still stand by my assertion that you do not, um, nor do you have to pass any sort of security of any kind. Um, but uh, we have like some some legit fantastic music videos this week. Uh, would you Would you boys agree? I think so. Mm-hmm. I picked. Definitely. I picked them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I kind of. But I also start. picked Iggy last week. So. <laughs> well, I kind of want to start with um, this Carly Rae Jepsen video. What do you What do you guys think of starting with that? I'm game for that. Whoa! Now uh, support to yeah. Well, I know your game because you're going to see her. Where, That's uh, right. I am. When when in what sort of venue are you going to see Carly Rae Jepsen? It's actually uh, in uh, in an arena. It's a terrible venue, and the tickets were insanely priced. And she's no, not the main act. Me. She's only the opener, so she's probably going to play like three songs tops. Yeah, but also the whole it won't be full when she performs. So mm-hmm. who's the who's the main act? Yeah, who's opening? Who who's Carly Rae Jepsen opening for? It doesn't make a lot of sense, but Headley is the main act. What? So really? I don't know. The, aside from the Canadian connection, I don't get it. Interesting. Mm. Um, because so I've seen a lot of think pieces about how Kylie Rae Jepsen's album Emotion. I mean, it's a fantastic album. I don't think any of us would uh, dispute that. But it kind of underperformed uh, in terms of sales and in terms of chart position. Mm-hmm. And people, there, I saw a lot of articles over the past few months with people kind of scratching their head, like, "What happened?" I mean, this is a this album had everything going for it. It had Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen, who was, you know, most known for having a massive number one hit single a few years ago. And it had a ton of... Closing in on a billion views, too. For, yeah, closing for in on a billion video. views for a music video that honestly isn't that great. I mean, no. if you watch that video, it's, it's probably the weakest, I think. If it makes it to the Billion Club, which eventually it will, obviously. Uh, I, don't know if you can, I, I don't know if you can quite say it's the weakest. There's now nearly 25 videos. I think that's 21 billion view videos. And um, I, can't, I, I can't... I wouldn't with confidence put it in the in the... Worst category. Oh, wait, what do we got sorry up here for? Let's get this out of here. This ain't a music video. Uh, so, wait, wait, where is sorry? Well, the dance video? I put I, that's, a, that's a music video, isn't it? No, nah, it's part think, of like a feature. Uh-huh. They did uh-huh. like a, they did like a feature, they did like a video like this for every song on the album. Uh-huh. Technically, sorry is the only video on the internet that's not like an official music video with over a billion views. Interesting. Yeah. Another, so um, just sort of jetting back to what you were saying there, I, I actually have a theory about uh, the underperformance of emotion. And I, I actually think that it's uh, largely on account of some very weak initial videos, the music videos, uh, especially uh, the, Tom, the Tom Hanks one. Um, uh. But aside from the one we're going to discuss tonight, uh, which is quite good. The other ones are all very weak, and I think that's where they dropped the ball, to be honest. They could have had a lot more uh, attention on this album. Yeah, uh, now that you mention it, that's right. I Really Like You, directed by Peter Glanz, has been, I think, pretty rightly lamasted on this podcast for being <laughs> a really terrible video. I mean, and, and it's it's tough to, to look at anything that's like so... It's a happy video. It's a colorful video. Um, it's got some some fun things in it, but overall, I think fails as a concept. But this came out more than a year ago, so right. they're 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 reaching into the. This is the fourth single off that now. Yeah, um, this Carly Rae Jepsen album is also an album that the like the people who I know listening to it are like. It's the same kind of like Justin Bieber with his new album, like. 
it, it became like okay for like masculine dudes to listen to Justin Bieber suddenly and like he had like an album that kind of matured and the the folks listening to that I know who listened to this Carly Rae Jepsen album were like not not the the people who call me maybe were marketed at right mm-hmm. and I, so you know the, yeah the runaway for with me video and your type video both amazing songs i feel like if you i mean i've watched both those videos i think you'd i'd be hard pressed to describe either of those videos maybe except for your type which is your your type actually had some redeeming qualities it was as close as we had gotten to something worth watching anyway um now boy the boy problems is actually the first single that i was exposed to off this album because um, I was recommended it by a coworker, and they said, "Hey, check out this album." And uh, uh, my, my currently my fave hot track is "Boy Problem." But Sia co wrote this song. If that gives uh, anyone any kind of a measure to, you that's know, right. kind she, of weigh it, she did co-write this song. Um, there were some great co-writers on this this album, which I think is why people are are surprised that it it, it kind of underperformed in the way it did. Um, this video, so this video uh, has a few interesting elements to it, um, and one of them is the fact that, uh, and I think Adam, you pointed it out on Twitter that uh, Carly Rae Jepsen has a different hairstyle in this, and there's been some some haters around that. There have been, there have uh, been. She's she's been rocking this for a little bit now, but this is the first video where we've seen uh, the stylish mullet cut. <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of a mullet kind of quality to it. It's kind of like a, a very messy short hairstyle. Um, where previously, Kylie Rae Jepsen has had like a, I don't want to call it iconic, but it's been her hairstyle where she's had, she's been, she's had bangs. Very, very like straight bangs. Um, that's kind of been her look. Uh, and so she's completely shed that in this video because she shed the hairstyle in general. This, this whole video feels authentic. It's got like a very authentic feel to it. It's got a feel of like, uh, like just some like certain directors try to, um, like certain directors will try to take a, a pop star like Carly Rae Jepsen and try to like figure out how to like feel like a twenty-year-old girl, uh, like like vibe with a twenty-year-old girl, a, a vibe and aesthetic. And what this video does is it just got a 23-year-old girl to direct it. And I think the, like, authenticity of Petra Collins as a director um, comes across in this video, and it just feels a lot... And, and like, the, the, the people in the video, the, the casting, it just feels a lot more, like, um, real, real individuals more so than kind of, like, the people that a, that a director thinks should be in a, a 20-year-old girl video. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. I get what you're saying, for sure. And it's interesting because there are... So there are all these different sort of, you know, gir- girls. And Kyla Rae Jepsen is kind of noticeably the most... The oldest one of them all. I think Kyla Rae Jepsen is late in 1985, so she's a little bit older than... She's 28, I think. No, no, mm-hmm. no, she, no, she's 30. Is and she 30 now? Yeah, I... Uh, I'm kind of. I did. I do think Carly Rae Jepsen is a little bit older than you'd think she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she's born late '85. Um, I'm don't don't quote me on that, but I but I think she's. I think you can look on the internet. Yeah. Uh, can someone can I nominate someone to look on the internet for that? Yeah, um, she's thirty. Nineteen eighty-five. Okay, so mm-hmm. she, well, she'll be she'll be thirty-one whenever her birthday rolls around. Whenever that November twenty-first. There we go. Hey, a Thanksgiving-style birthday. Well, in Canada, it's not. It's American Thanksgiving-style birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this, despite her being Carly being a little bit older, I think that the the vibe that they're trying to get is a, a, a youthful feminine vibe and and, the, and it's certainly achieved which yeah, but, is still i mean that's still the thing that she does right like uh, that's still uh despite emotion being a little bit more sophisticated um it still has definitely that youthful teen, like young adult quality to it you know teen. yeah but there there are some weird things in this <laughs> there are there um, are the casket stuff was well, there's there's two things that, that that like jump out at me. Like, so Kylie Rae Jepsen has an iP- like a blinged out iPad in this, so it's definitely not supposed to be set in any other, other different time. But there are these, this group of three girls that look like they're set in like a 1980s style office, um, which was an interesting choice. And I feel like there may be some sort of reference that I'm not 
getting here. Um, but they're all set like in like in an office. Like there's there's this one uh, girl who has braided hair that, and they're all like '90s style monitors. And up on her cubicle wall, it says "Number of days until vacation: twenty three. And there, all these different girls are all part of the same scene. I think there's three of them. Like the one with the the big uh, kind of like furry earrings. Um, she's part of the office scene. Um, and then, yeah, there is this casket. There's this, this girl in this casket whose arm is sort of rigor mortis into taking a selfie, but she's not dead. It's, it's, there's, there are a lot of really strange things going on in this video uh, that are kind of fascinating. Which probably adds to the authenticity because we're like three old dudes and some stuff went over our heads. So, well, like, it's I would so much over it. this stuff. This stuff all very much comes from Petra Collins is kind of she's a Petra Collins. If 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 nobody really knows, she was uh, she's like known primarily for her Instagram account. Uh, I guess that's at least where she um, first started making waves because she was um, kicked off of Instagram for. Uh, uploading a picture where her pubic hair is exposed. Uh, It's like a picture of just kind of like her, um, I don't know, like from her belly button to her knees and she's wearing underwear, but like her, it's, you can still see her pubic hair anyway. It's a weird thing to talk about, (laughs) but but this got her kicked off of Instagram and there was like a big, um, you know, this became a big story, and I think there might have been a Tumblr post or something associated with it. Anyway, um, she's a photographer and a filmmaker and kind of just like a personality and a and a just like an internet person. Um, and so she uh, does a lot of these things that kind of like um, play with kind of like beauty expectations and um, and and like uh, just like this whole kind of like like way your like females are presenting themselves world um, on the internet. And I think that this video kind of toys with a lot of that stuff as well. Um, And this, that it's, it it feels very at home with like the, the stuff that Petra Collins has been working on and doing um, in the last couple of years. And what else do we have in the database for Petra Collins? She actually, I think this might be her first music video. She's done a, um, so I know about Petra's work. So, um, cause, uh, so this video was shot by Kevin Hayden and produced by anchor light, um, uh, which are, are friends of IMVDB. Kevin is, um, Isaac Ravi Shankara frequently shoots with Isaac Ravi Shankara. We talked to Kevin for a DP, our cinematographer profile a few years ago. Um, and Kevin and Petra started working together a couple of years ago. Um, and basically like she was, uh, doing the like she was a photographer and doing some film stuff, but I think her and Kevin really like started to develop a voice together and so sh- most of the stuff that they've done together up until this point has been uh, like short doc stuff and we uh, we staff picked her over at Vimeo for like a short doc about um, high school cheerleaders they did like a series of docs about um, kind of like high school age girls and dance throughout the country. And they went on this like long road trip and it was a kind of like branded content for a fashion brand. And Petra also does a lot of stuff with rookie mag. And I think rookie premiered this video, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but so, yeah, so Petra, I think this is her first music video, but like she's got a really fresh, unique voice. She was in, she was on like the dazed 100 list that came out not too long ago that, um, is like meant to highlight all the kind of like young youthful voices. And so, uh, she's definitely kind of like on the rise and this is a pretty big music video opportunity for somebody who hasn't, hasn't really done a lot of music videos yet, but you know, really what she brings to the table is this kind of authenticity and this voice that we're talking about. And it's a beautiful music video. I mean, in terms of the way it's shot and the colors and it's, it's, Definitely a new like visual voice for Crowley Ray Jepsen, and that, and that's completely separate from the haircut. Um, yeah, this, this video kind of puts her in a supporting role, which has not really been the case for a lot of Crowley Ray Jepsen videos. She's usually front and center. Um, I guess with save <laughs> our favorite video, I really like you. Um, but like your type is basically spotlight on her. Run away with me, spotlight on her. Um, and the same for previous videos as well. Um, 
but I, I mean, I, you know, despite what, and you, yeah, you're probably right. Like I probably don't get a lot of this because I'm not in that age group. Um, but I still like it and appreciate it. So mm-hmm. I, I love this video. Yeah. It's got a really great style and just some really great, um, colors. Col- yeah. Colors. The, colors. That, the, so the colors are great. The transitions are really great though. And the edit and stuff too. I wonder if Alex Amaling edited this. Cause I know he edited a lot of the, or a couple of the docs that I think Petra directed, uh, Alex edited, and he does a lot of stuff with Anchor Light as well. But I was super stoked to see that. In addition to like, because I knew Petra and Kevin were working together, and, and I was really excited to see that this video was produced by Anchor Light. That's a, uh, um, it's a big deal for 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 Anchor Light. I think to to have a to have to be able to do a big pop video because a lot of the stuff Anger Light does is like a lot you know grittier and, and rawer than than this. Mm-hmm. Um and it's always good for a production company to kind of show that you can um kind of live in both spaces. And a lot of these like if you just take like sort of screenshots from this, they do kind of have an Instagram quality. And and I I'm thinking specifically of the scene with the casket. Um, it's got this kind of like color overlay that kind of reminds me of a particular Instagram filter. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's it's interesting to think of if we'll see that you know Instagram influence on younger directors like Petra Collins and and other ones that are going to be coming out now and in the next few years. Because uh, that's I mean that's I you know every director that I can think of has an Instagram account and they do. You know, kind of amazing work on that. Even you know, talk about here. I think we've mentioned here our Mariah's Instagram account on the podcast a few times, and mm-hmm. uh, even just like a pretty mundane shot, Hero will manage to make really you know amazing looking. And so it's 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 definitely like a uh, method of uh, you know artistic communication for them. And I also think, it, you know, when, and with, because uh, in addition to Instagram, I, I, um, I'm pretty sure there was, when she, when Petra got kicked off of Instagram, she, uh, which obviously she's back, but she did write like a really long Tumblr post that also went viral. And her, if you like Google Petra Collins, like the two things that come up first are her Instagram and her Tumblr. And as like, there's like a, you know, there's like a term like Tumblr aesthetic that means kind of like just messy and people kind of use it as like shorthand for like messy or like collage or like people who are throwing a bunch of like colorful, like kind of like um, digital feeling gif feeling elements. But I think that there is a um, Tumblr influence that you're going to start seeing uh, a, that's more widespread, but less uh, in your face um, that is kind of coming through in this video where it, it kind of gets away with having a bunch of pieces that fit into it just in like small places that kind of don't really make sense and fit into the larger narrative um, and are just for that, like just kind of like visually work. Um, and they are able to kind of work them in, especially in a music video that has so few rules already um, that you'll start to see this type of like, I, I, I hate to call it a Tumblr influence, but it just feels very much like, that it kind of has a, a, a slight kind of collage, blo- you know, photo blog influence where like everything feels so much like one thing. And then like one other thing kind of fits into the mix that is kind of along the same lines, but is, is a slight variation or, or turn. Um, but it still kind of fits, fits the larger piece. Oh, for sure. And, and I guess I'm not plugged into the uh, Tumblr aesthetic as much as, um, I, my Tumblr, uh, experience comes from the Reddit, subreddit, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like something about Tumblr, um, where it takes the most ridiculous things <laughs> coming from Tumblr. Yeah. And puts them, you know, just screenshots them. So that's mainly how I experienced Tumblr. It's, and it, and Petra's, Petra's Tumblr is girlsandguns.tumblr.com. So like the fact that like, it's a bunch of girls taking selfies and like suddenly there's a casket, uh. Like that, that's girls and guns, you know what I mean? Like that's right, right up that alley. And so, um, it's exciting though, that like there is these, you know, young female voice, you know, filmmaking voices emerging. Um, and, and Petra is definitely somebody to kind of pay attention to. And I'd be really excited if she, um, 
started doing more pop videos because that's a, that's a place that could definitely use some authenticity. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's honestly, that's what gets a lot of exposure for music videos is really authentic and really artfully done pop music videos. Um, not to say that the ones that are for more, you know, for lack of a better term, underground artists aren't appreciated, but, uh, you know, you think of the ones that have kind of been breakthrough ones over the last 10 years or so. A lot of them have been really breakthrough pop videos um, because they have the most exposure. So uh, that's awesome. That's uh, And, yeah, we will link to Girls and Guns Tumblr in yeah. the show notes. Totally. Um, and Excited to be able to do that. And, and the interview with Kevin. Let's link to that, too. That, you know what? And I, and I swear, you, could, you guys can come after me if I don't have this in the show notes because I'm writing it down right now. Um, interview with Kevin Hayden. Um, so let's talk a little bit about another video. Uh, another one that I wanted to just dis- thought we would discuss is the Chance the Rapper video. Cool. Um, and this is it's called- one of two Chicago rappers that are featured on this podcast this week. That's right. Um, and I feel like this is the video that Chicago is featured in the heaviest. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It- so this is a video, um, I, I think the last time I've seen Chicago, this one, much in a music video, you have to go back to um, Kanye West's video with uh, his song from Graduation on it. I can't remember the name of the song, um, but it featured Chris Martin and uh, featured Kanye West kind of like riding around Chicago on the back of a truck. It was all black and white. Um and featured a little bit of Chris Martin, too, because mm-hmm. Kanye West is from Chicago. And famously, Chance the Rapper, as we learned last week in the Iggy Azalea lyrics, uh, that <laughs> is also from Chicago. We, I think we knew that a long time before that, but it was confirmed by Iggy last week. Right. When, when I, yeah, when I heard the lyrics, I believe the lyrics were something like, uh, something, something like Chicago. No, I take a chance like I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. Are you saying Chance the Rapper is from Chicago? Oh, uh, no, no way. Uh, he I, just like he just was like brought on to design some Chicago White Sox hats. That's right, yeah. I mean, he's, he's I, I believe it's pretty well known. He's the designer of the Chicago White Sox logo. Um, no, no, he actually did design the, like a new – they're not the official White Sox um, – all every game hat, but like some games. Oh, really? The White Sox will be wearing hats that were designed by Chance the Rapper, and they have like it, they're inspired by like the Donnie Trumpet logo and stuff. He did it. Austin, Austin Vesley, who directed this video and also did a podcast with us, or just me, <laughs> uh, um, uh, directed this video and the the commercial that Chance did for the. There's there was actually some controversy this week. I decided to leave it out of the show notes and stuff because I didn't want to harp too much on it. But the the White Sox um, have like named Chance the rapper to be like the team ambassador. So like much like the way Drake is the team ambassador for the Toronto Raptors. Um, and it just kind of means that he like shows up to games and helps kind of bring um, attention to the team in, in certain ways. And um, like last year, Drake um, lobbied very heavily for um, the, the point guard or the shooting guard for the Raptors to make it into the all-star game. And since the um, all-star game is decided by social media votes, um, he got it in by just like getting retweets himself. Like retweets are counted, and he was just like retweet this post and get <laughs> get a um, I forget the kid's name now, but anyway, the shooting guard on on the Raptors. So Chance the Rapper is serving a similar purpose for the Chicago White Sox, and he was even asked to design a couple of hats that you can buy um, and that that will be worn in certain games. But anyway, one guy from some writer from the opinion writer from the New York post, like wrote this just like shitty, terrible article of like, uh, just like shitting on chance, the rapper saying that he should not be representative of major league baseball, that he's just like a gangster rapper who, um, doesn't (laughs) does it seriously. I'm dead ass. that he wrote this article like Uh. that doesn't, doesn't deserve it. And like, 
he's like, just Google his name. He's like, I just Googled his name and I found this song called Smoke Again. So he like is cherry picking a song that definitely didn't come up when he Googled Chance the Rapper. He had to find it. <laughs> uh, and Smoke Again is, you know, arguably one of the most explicit Chance the Rapper songs that was made back in 2013. Anyway, there's been some pushback for him being the ambassador of the White Sox. I don't think that's going to have much effect, but like, I think the title of the article is like, I dare the commissioner of baseball to read some chance, the rapper lyrics out loud or some bullshit like that. So anyway, though, long story short, chance, the rapper and Chicago go hand in hand. You, you will be, you will, it will be unlikely that you will see a picture of chance, the rapper and he won't be wearing a white socks hat or something like that. Or something with the Chicago city flag on it. Um, right. If you have seen, uh, if you're a fan of the uh, podcast 99% Invisible, like I am, um, it is hosted by Roman Mars. And Roman Mars recently, this past February, did a TED Talk. Um, if you go to TED Talk's uh, Twitter account, it's the, it's their like profile picture. It's a real TED Talk, not, not, not no TEDx. Oh, yeah, not that TEDx bullshit. Yeah, no, this is a full, real TED Talk. Um, and, you know, the, I mean... TED Talks range from all sorts of things, like very weighty subjects to sometimes funny subjects. And Roman Mars is, you know, 99% Visible is a podcast about design. And he, he did it about uh, city flags. Um, and it was a really fascinating talk. And it was funny and interesting. But he identified Chicago's city flag as sort of the uh, the high mark for city flags. Because um, so many people have adopted it and it's become like a source of city pride. Um, so if you watch this video, and this takes place in and around Chicago, and it features, it's called Angels, and it features Chance the Rapper in this sort of like tan jumpsuit for most of it. Kind of flying around and, and sitting on top of the L uh, train in Chicago. And he has uh, he has a patch on it, which is the Chicago City flag. So Chance the Rapper is very into Chicago, and well, and it's kind of a big part of his image. And uh, this uh, video, I think, highlights highlights better than ever any of his other videos. Kind of his love of Chicago. I, you know, I, I, not like I'm a I'm a Chicago expert or anything like that. But I lived there for a year. I lived in the South Loop, um, and was you know downtown worked walked downtown every day for uh for a year and, and got to really just love chicago i think it's it's an amazing city and it was really fun to watch chance the rapper because chicago uniquely has it's called the loop um and it, it it is literally a loop uh that the l train takes inside of chicago so if you take a train you know inside of this the city it's all elevated um, unlike New York, you know, like if you're if you're in Manhattan, you're underground. You don't see anything. But mm-hmm. if you are um, for most of the trains in Chicago, if you're downtown, you're like you're on an elevated train, which is kind of unique. Um, so that's so, he, some of Brooklyn is like that, but right, but yeah, but like like in Chicago, it's like it's the downtown area. So mm-hmm. you're you're right next to the Willis Tower, formerly the Sears Tower, and you're on an elevated train. So that's what he's on. He you know when he's riding the train around for most of the time. Um, and it's impressive. It, they seem to have, you know, like they have they, you know, they're all over this city. Um, well, it, it, it's they not only got access to the top of um, uh, MTA train. Uh, no, sorry, not MTA. I can't remember what CTA CTA train that is riding around Chicago in downtown. But they also got access to a kind of a famous location in Chicago, which is um, South LaSalle, where it. Uh, ends in a in not a dead end, but the road the road ends. It's like a very Batman well, feeling location. Well, that actually is where the famous uh, when I was living in Chicago, they were shooting The Dark Knight, and right. they shot the scene where um, Batman confronts the Joker and the truck flips over. Mm-hmm. That that famous sequence was shot right there, where they're where they're standing. So they were able to get access to shut that whole area down. Mm-hmm. Um, which is impressive, and uh, yeah, I, I I just love this video. I, I'm kind of a sucker for Chance the Rap, Rapper videos because I I love Chance the Rapper, and coincidentally, you know, uh, contrary to this article, I feel like Chance the Rapper is the like the complete opposite of what this writer is trying to make about to be. 
Yeah, totally, totally. Extremely positive, extremely like, and he, and he also is just like, does a lot for the community. Like he, he kind of like wears the Chicago flag around his neck, you know, like literally, but also kind of like walks that stuff too. And, and, you know, does a lot for the community and does a lot, um, to give back and is, is very, very like, he, he, you know, he does a lot of, of community work for Chicago. And so he's the perfect person to be, you know, the ambassador of a, of a sports team, uh, you know, especially in, in a league that has a bit of a youth problem. Um, you know, and this guy is this perfect example of that shit is just why there's a youth problem is because, fucking stuck up dumb assholes who don't know anything about Chance the Rapper um get to like but have a byline on in on the New York Post <laughs> and fucking just just like basically the name like the name of that article should be like I'm gonna prove how old and white I am <laughs> uh just like f- get a get a goddamn life um well it's funny that you know one of the lyrics in this song is that Chance, you know, he says, I haven't changed my cell phone since the seventh grade, which is an interesting juxtaposition to a recent Kanye West lyric where he talks about, I think it's in Real Friends, where he talks about uh, how we had to switch up a cell phone number again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, you know, even though Chance the Rapper was featured on the first track off of The Life of Pablo, I, and I did a lot of work on the Waves song as well. And yeah, he was, I think he's the reason that Waves even made it to the album. Um, if you listen, if you listen to Twitter, at least. Oh, I, and I listen to Twitter. I do. I you know I listen to the kids, and I uh, it, it's interesting that he you know even Kanye West is as as more harder edge that he would than he is than Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, I think that, that that's kind of a, a a a conscious positioning against sort of a Kanye West aesthetic in a way. Um, I don't know if it been so much against Kanye West specifically because Kanye West opened up the door for a lot of a lot of the opposite of what that asshole writer is talking about too. Kanye right. allowed allowed for a lot of vulnerability and honesty and open-mindedness and uh you know, he's the reason we're allowed to wear tight pants. And so, you know, Kanye is has definitely chances Building on top of some of the stuff that Kanye West started with, um, and and I, but I just think the chance is a little bit more. Um, I think chance it, it just sees it a little clearer. Kanye feels like the type of person who's all instinct, and and chance seems like he's thinking ahead a lot more and. Just, Much like Kendrick, really. Yeah, but the th- and it's the same thing. It's the same reason why we've been talking about Chance the Rapper for years now, uh, I feel like, and definitely years. We had Austin on the podcast a year ago, on the uh, so far only three-episode Music Video Chats podcast, um, but that was a year ago. And so – and that was still – and, and Sunday Candy is like way late in the Chance the Rapper game. But he hasn't put out an, a, a debut album yet. It's all been mixtapes and Donnie Trumpet stuff and giving away stuff for free on iTunes and stuff. He's being way more patient and way more calculated than a lot of other rappers at his stage would be. And I think that that's, that's smarter. It's a lot more calculated. And it seems to come out, of, um, come out in other ways as well. And, and I think – uh, you know that goes to what you were you're talking about before, Adam. Well, you still go to I mean, you go to Chance the Rapper on Spotify, and it's and like Angels is on there, um, but like they haven't even linked his Donny Trumpet stuff. You have to search for Donny Trumpet in the social experience. Yeah, right. To find that. And and his first two mixtapes, he just gave them out. He just yeah. you just downloaded them from the website, and so we're and he's he's doing that again. I think in the, he's got an album or another mixtape slated for very soon. Um, chance that, is it chance three? Uh, I think so. I mean, it's definitely his third mixtape, and Angels is definitely going to be on it. And Angels is a single that's been out um, since 2015. But the fact that there's now a video for it, and a video that seems like it's, you know, if they're getting access to, you know, Batman's hideout and, and the trade <laughs> system, uh, you know, there's some sort of a budget behind this video. So, um uh, you know, I, I, it definitely seems like it's close, but it's still not going to be the album. He still gets to kind of like def- wait to define what his like debut album is and what that means. 
for him as an artist. He still hasn't signed. He's still just raising his stakes and raising his value. So Yeah, but isn't part of that that he there seems to be some sort of uh ethical part on his on his part that he wants to give it away for free, right? I mean, I, I, is it just some of it, I mean, he I mean, I still I think eventually eventually he's going to he'll sign a big deal, you know, but it'll be he'll be able to define his terms better um the further along he's able to take his career on his own. And him and you know him and Austin. If you just look at the videos they did, the, their first video from um, uh, uh, for I think maybe uh, Juice was probably their first video in 2013. Is them in New York City just stealing shots, you know, mm-hmm. Austin with a camera and, and and Chance in Times Square rapping the song with with his iPhone headphones in his ear um, to like. You know, fast forward three three years later, and he's they're fucking renting out the city, and and it's and it's still off of no kind of like major push. It's still off of just what he's done on his own. And so to think of the value that he's added to himself in just those three years, uh, it, that's got to be a part of it. Like, yes, I do think a big part of it is giving back and giving away for free and and being accessible. Because that's how you succeed on the internet now. Um, but ultimately, this is a long game, too. And it's in such a weird, not weird, but interesting juxtaposition to artists like uh, Lil Wayne, who, you know, jumped into a record deal early with, you know, Young Money, and then... Ooh, cash Money Records at the time. Cash Money Records at the time, yeah. When he's, like, 14. Right, yeah, sorry, Young Money is his kind of offshoot of that. But, but I mean, that came, came back to bite him majorly. Right. Um, I mean, that was that has proved, you know, for as much as, you know, Lil Wayne's uh, songs for a long time started with, you know, a shout out to Cash Money. That, I mean, they've now separated and that, ter- you know, turned out to be a, a very, very bad financial and, you know, possibly career decision for him. And I think. Yeah, he used to call you Birdman Jr. and like be like completely. But, you know, the way the way rappers were compensated. um during that time was really messy. Right. Um, and, but, and but I mean, so, isn't Drake, Drake is still trying to like untangle himself from the cash money stuff as well. Um, because, I believe so. I believe there's a lot of, I don't know too, too much about it, but I think you're right. Um, Cause he, I mean, that, that's, that's what, remember, uh, remember that song bedrock? Uh, for, I think it was like 2009. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like the cash money, young money, like, like everybody on the roster have a verse in this one song. Yeah, right. Nicki Minaj and everybody. Nicki Minaj is on there. Uh, Drake is on there. I think it was. A, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not I don't hear about these things super early, so I think that was the first time I'd ever heard Drake. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> but there's also some like rappers that have gone nowhere on there. So, right. like uh, Gutta, 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 or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're just um, trying to like ride that wave, and then the wave stopped, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit." What do I do? That's right, yeah. Um, like, Lil Wayne doesn't even know what to do right now. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah. I, I follow the wrong people. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so I think we should transition from Chance to Kanye since we already have been kind of talking about Kanye and and mentioning yeah, the, there's, the there's, differences in Chicago and all this stuff. So There's a new um, Kanye West uh, video out. Kind of. And it's, I mean, it's directed by Eric Wareheim, who... No, it's directed by uh, Big Bud and Lil Bud. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sure. Should, written, directed, and starring. That's right. Uh, we should, we should, so we should talk about, you know, what we're actually talking about here, and that is... Uh, so, Doug, you put this in the watch list, and I had not seen this, and I loved this. This is uh, on Vimeo, and it's... It's so it's from it's under Eric Wareheim's Vimeo account, and Eric Wareheim has directed a number of you know pretty high profile music videos. Um, he's a known music video director. So when you sent me this, I was like, oh my god, Eric Wareheim did a Kanye West video. Well, he also uh, I I um Eric has and Kanye talked about doing music vid- a music video together. Like right. there was a time when. <laughs> They were going to do a video together, and he—I can't remember now if he talked about it in the interview that I did with him or in a different interview. But he definitely, Eric and Kanye were definitely going to do a video together. Um, 
And also Aziz and Kanye know each other. And if you remember um, on Aziz's like first comedy album, the whole like first 15 minutes or so, um, maybe not first 15 minutes, but like a significant portion, he's got like a whole bit about Kanye and about like meeting Kanye and being invited to Kanye's house and like getting there and Kanye's like listening to his own music. Um, and then like being asked to like go tell jokes for Kanye and a couple of friends and all of this sort of like they know each other. And then Aziz is also in the, um, Jay-Z Kanye West, um, Spike Jones video briefly. All right. What's the, forgot about that. what's the one where they take the Bentley apart? Is it watch? The, it's from the watch the throne album. Yeah. It's uh, Otis. Otis. Yes. yes Otis. Um, He's in that briefly too. He's in that video. So, uh, my my guess is that this is a at least done with some level of permission. But also, I but mean, not- Kanye West is known to do like so. Remember when Zach Galifianakis did the the that video for um, "Can't Tell Me Nothing"? Right. It kind of has this vibe a little bit, even though that is an official video. Um, yeah. So it's it's very it's not out totally. This isn't totally out of character for anybody. Not totally out of character for any of the people involved. <laughs> even, the, even, but despite that, it still feels very kind of like weird and, and unexpected because basically the concept of this video is just Aziz and Eric Wareheim dancing dancing around Italy and eating pasta. Is that a pretty good? Oh, and at yeah. one point they like hump. At one point they hump a tiny car. <laughs> but other than that, it's just like eating pasta, like maybe some chocolate fondue in the mix, um, wine, and just like dancing around Italy. At some points, they're riding bikes, but you know, mainly just like dancing and <laughs> and just like the edit is just so like it just feels just like a like a mom's travel video to Italy. The way it's edited, it like at some points they're kind of like mouthing parts of the co- like parts of the chorus or parts of the samples, but it doesn't really match. Intentionally doesn't match. Like really rough. My favorite part is the like picture in picture moment when they're like dancing and just like a little picture of them in the corner appears of them just like with like a bib on at a restaurant. Um, and this was all clearly shot. Um, anyone who's seen Aziz's show, um, Netflix show, Master of None, um, which Eric Wareheim is a uh, co-star of and also directed uh, a good amount of the episodes, a, a third or a half of the episodes. Um, uh, at the end of that se- season, spoiler alert, end of season one, uh, the first season takes place in New York City, and at the end of season one, Aziz decides to move. Aziz's character Dev decides right. to move to Italy, to Italy on a whim. So my guess is they're out there either shooting or scouting mm-hmm. for season two of Master of None, and um, <laughs> and just fucking made this. While I forgot about that. That makes perfect sense. That's exactly what they were doing. They're shooting and season so, two. Yeah, because even if Eric's not in it, he's probably directing. Yeah, I think he'll probably be in it. He'll find yeah. his way there. I hope he's in it. Yeah, he was. It was like they have a really fun dynamic. And 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 Aziz and Eric also did like a fake. I don't know if it was a pilot or what. It was uploaded to Jazz Jash. Uh, it was just like a weird. It was called like Big Bud Low Bud, um, or something like that. Let me Google this real quick. And it was just basically like a fake. Yeah, Big Bud Low Bud. Here it is. And it was just like a fake four minute. Um, like opening credits of a TV show. Here, let me send you guys. Send you guys. We got a lot of good show links for the show. Yeah, this, week. this is all going in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, play, play, play this. Just watch a little bit of this. It's just, it's just Eric and Aziz like in, in like, Target brand polo shirts and white, you know, like mayo white shoes and long white socks, just like running around waving, smiling at the camera with like cheesy, you know, 80s theme song music. It's got a too many cooks kind of vibe to it. Uh, yeah. Um, right. My favorite part of this is when it's sort of a long shot because a lot of this looks kind of... Your favorite like, part of the famous video. The famous video, yeah. Um, Did we even say that it was for famous? I don't even think we got to, we had got to that yet. There's, I think so, we, I think there's we, so many moving pieces. I think we mentioned it in passing. Um, it, it, my favorite part is that it all looks like kind of vacation footage. Like, it's not professionally shot, except for maybe the the black and white footage of, I think it's Aziz riding on a bike. Um, even, even that feels like iPhone. 
Yeah, it's it, it's just it just happens to be sort of like higher resolution, lesser noise. But there's also a shot of kind of like a long shot of Aziz dancing down some steps that just kind of yeah every time. That's great. Uh, yeah, so, uh, they're both such great dancers for different reasons. Yeah, they man, they these guys can dance, and like I think they both. So the the enthusiasm level for both of them is really high. But this is one thing I talked to Eric about in the, when I interviewed him for Vimeo is that he doesn't think he's like a great dancer. He like wishes that he could like express himself through his body better. Like I would I would call Aziz like a traditionally good dancer. Like he's got he's able to do like specific moves that you can recognize other people doing and he like pulls them off as intended but like eric is just kind of like flailing around a little bit (laughs) he's just such like a big dude and he's dressed like very nicely like both of these guys have fantastic style um in this and at least as far as i'm concerned like really great really great like cool cool dude style um and they're just they're just kind of yucking it up having a good time and they're letting us in on that good time and I feel really special to be a part of it. You know what? I feel special as well. Adam, do you feel special? I feel super special all, all the time, especially while watching these uh, unofficial music videos. Yeah, I'm just... My favorite is the long shot of Eric in the meadow, oh, which is a... cut with cut with the long shot of Aziz going down the stairs, but the, that, those two next to each other are really good. And and man, the pasta. The it, when it, it it really cracks me up when it goes to just the like still pictures of pasta at the end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really wish we could add this to the database. I um, yeah. but unfortunately, if I was Kanye West, I would hundred percent pick this as this to me would go perfectly in line with the life of Pablo to 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 mm-hmm. make this the video. I feel like that would be an amazing move. Yeah. Um, it already does go perfectly with the life of Pablo. It really does, yeah. Um, and it doesn't. Life of Pablo doesn't need any help. It already debuted at number one on Billboard, so right. it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need that extra boost from a YouTube video. So just let this let this Vimeo be the official video. It's already rocking two hundred k. So yeah. by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be half a mil. Still pretty good, yeah. Um, so another one we should we should mention is Adam when you you brought up which is a <coughs> an interesting video or like a, a very uniquely formatted video um for daywave featuring somebody who i don't think we've seen in quite a while and that is blink 182's mark hoppus for this video and, this, and, and i will mention that this is the first time a video that i cut from the watch list <laughs> being brought out from the grave oh uh, i didn't know you cut it from the watch i just because adam I, adam <laughs> mentioned it so I, yeah, no, that's fine. We can talk about it, but it is a video that I cut from the watch list to so make room for others. Maybe we can find out why you cut it. Yeah, right. why did you cut it? Well, just because I thought the other two videos were better. But that's fine. We can talk about this one. Well, Adam, take it, take us through it. So you know, then after Adam kind of defends his video, we'll find out if we should really cut it or not. Okay, so uh, basically what we have here, uh, there's lots of little things to talk about here, but I'll just make it simple because we've already pretty much made a whole podcast here. But um, basically what we have here is uh, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 comes into a room and he's going to uh, sort of like take us through this Daywave video um, and sort of narrate or just kind of, you know, remark on the video and walk us through it. The camera is facing him, so we don't see the video and he's got headphones on. He's listening to uh, the song and he kind of just breaks down the video play by play. Um, now the thing is there, there is no video. So, uh, he basically just, apparently this was just improvised and, uh, they did a few takes and he kind of just makes it up as he goes. And it's actually quite funny. There's, uh, it's almost impossible to describe the narrative cause he kind of just goes to town. Well, he does it. So I guess it's not impossible, but, um, yeah, right. That, but it's, it's basically, it's basically just him like making up a, a making video. up a crazy elaborate video. Like he can throw in whatever he wants. So he throws in, I think it's like Chewbacca and Burt Reynolds and, Burt Reynolds. and just Michael like all J. these Fox. characters and all this like big, Big nonsense. I mean, I think the concept for the video is is funny and fun. I just um, don't think there's a, a, 
and and so that's fine. You know, I think it's a funny and fun concept, and I think that they they also hit the, the nail the ending, which is good because he's like really excited, happy about the video, and he's like, and that's it. That's stuck by day. Oh, oh, I didn't know it was going to end that way. That that was yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and he kind of just like trails off. Like it's a nice little like he's like, I don't know about that ending. Cool video ending was weird. Um, and like so the way he does it and stuff, it's all funny. But I, I do think the. Um, the video kind of in the, in the middle, like the first, the first act, it's like fun. Cause you kind of are understanding what's happening. And, and then the third act is kind of fun, um, to see how he wraps it up and it ends kind of well, but, but kind of in the middle, it just, um, it, it, I wasn't too, too, too stoked on, on that portion of it, but it's not like just kind of, it just kind of like runs, it just kind of runs out of gas. Yeah, it's not like a technically impressive video, but conceptually I haven't seen something quite done like this before. I think it works with Hoppus. I think he kind of gives like a funny kind of a performance, and uh, I, I liked it for that reason. Apparently it's a Why did they choose him, do you think? What's that? Why do you think they cho- chose Mark Hoppus? Uh, apparently they're friends. I guess they hit it off on Twitter, Daywave and Blink-182. Uh, and uh, I, I think based on the merits of uh, – they felt that Blink had some very funny videos back in the day. So they approached him yeah. for this uh, premise because they thought he'd do something good with it. Apparently yeah. it's a, it's also a parody of uh, a video of uh, some priest watching the uh, the Star Wars trailer. Um, I guess it's framed the same way, and he kind of just did a play-by-play similar to this. So I didn't know Got that it. until I read an article. But those um, those kind of uh, videos where somebody kind of like talks and describes watching something as a reaction is kind of a new thing. And there's a uh, mm-hmm. there's a great clickhole article or clickhole video um, that is entitled. Uh, a man who likes dogs reacts to the Rogue One, a Star Wars story trailer. This is just from a few days ago. And basically, it's just this guy watching the Star Wars trailer and just talking him, like, like giving dog facts during it. Um, it just, they're not, they're not even, like, facts. He's just like, some dogs are nice, some dogs are mean. Just throughout the entire thing. It's so weird, but it is, it is also pretty great. And that kind of reminded me of this, so... Um, uh, yeah, I thought that this was an interesting concept and in terms of like hey if if you don't uh if you want to make something interesting and you only have like time to do one shot and have one location then this is kind of an innovative thing to do i feel like even though it's it, it, it it's not maybe not a repeat viewing video but i think uh, mark hoppus does a good job and it's nice to see mark hoppus back in the music video world welcome back mark um thanks for thanks for being here mark um so, Doug, I'm gonna let you choose. I'm gonna let you choose the last one here. Okay, "Fooling Around" by French Horde Rebellion. Nice. Directed um, by Ariel Fisher. Ariel Fisher, who have we talked about her videos before? She actually is a managed page on the site, but just has one video as a director. So that's interesting. I just approved that management request this week. So uh, she's got one other video that I saw on Vimeo. That's also really good too, um, that we should make sure to add um, for booty loosen up, which is also really fun. Nice. But uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about this French Horn Rebellion video because it's, it's, this one is super fun and it's got a bunch of fun, fun moms doing some fun stuff. So, so basically the, the concept is it's a group of moms at a, at a home. Um, there's like a husband, one lingering husband around. Um, and he kind of like, you know, this is like, a, this is like a gal's night, a gal's board game night. And, you know, the, the last lingering husband kind of like makes his way out. He grabs one carrot from the, vegetable platter that's out on his way out and gets out the door and then the the moms break up the the game and it, it's like a, a box that like a, a regular board game would be in but inside are like these crystals would you say I'd like say uh, they kind of reminded yeah. they kind of reminded me of the like geodes or something that people would have i think geodes is the word that people would have like when we were in elementary <laughs> school just like on their desks and shit it would just be like looks like a rock on the outside but inside it's like blue and shards yeah so um, it's, it looks like you might get at a, at a, a natural history museum gift shop yeah right it's like right next to the like petrified dinosaur poop exactly is, is one of these things and so each of them take it out and they're like kind of like glowing 
Um, and they kind of emit this light that kind of washes over each, each, each mom takes one of these things and they kind of emit light over the moms. And then, um, it kind of brings each of them into like a fantasy world, right? Is that kind of what happens? And then each of them are kind of like living out these, these individual fantasies, um, uh, that include, you know, like being fed bagel bites in a bubble bath or like being, being like rock, rock dancers or like just kind of like having crazy good, sexy, sexy mom time. Um, and then at the end of the video, like the, the lingering husband comes home and like what you think might be like kind of imaginary or, or not really happening, but kind of like, you know, kind of just in these mom's heads, you realize it's, it's for real. And this is really going down. Yeah. It's interesting I don't think it's ever made entirely clear what these situations they're imagining or, or, or that are happening as a result of the crystals are. I think there are kind of various interpretations. Like one of them could be, at first I thought it was maybe like them reliving their youth in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, there's one scene where like one of the women is kind of like a high powered uh, boss of some sort, so I think yeah. it, it it is kind of living out their kind of like uh, unfulfilled dreams in a way, which kind of t- you know, yeah. there's uh, moms kind of get a lot of, I think are stereotyped as being people who are uh, in a way missing something or mm-hmm. have like un undisclosed like interests and in things that they just can't pursue because of the demands of their, because they're moms. Right. And I think that kind of feeds into that. Like, they, yeah, they're cause it, it's in the very, in the beginning it's made kind of, they go to great pains to portray this as something that's like super kind of dumb and, uh, and, and lame. Like they're, they're, everybody's coming over for a board game and they even have like one of those party banners where you can spell out things and it says ladies night, yeah. the L's upside down. It's just, it, it, it's made out to be sad and, and then yeah, and the whole point, the whole idea that they're eating, uh, like of like like ranch, like ranch and and carrot sticks. Hey, don't uh, don't for their, ranch and carrot sticks. Oh, they're delicious, but they're just not very like fun and glamorous. Like True. being fed big, being fed bagel bites by a sexy man is way better. Than, is that what is that what she's being fed? Oh my yeah, god! She, that, wow, I totally missed that. She is because I was as I, as I watched that, I was like, "What is she eating?" And that's a bagel bite. Yeah, those are one hundred percent bagel bites. Adam, did you eat pizza bagel in the bites? morning, pizza in the evening? Yeah, we've got bagel bites. Are you kidding? Was, Even in that, Canada, was that Adam the guy who tweets about fast food? Knows <laughs> all bagel. about those bagel bites. Yeah. Gotta I mean, do it. Did you eat them as a child? Uh, uh, well, uh, bagel bites came around. Maybe they came here late. I was definitely not a child when we first got bagel bites. Yeah, because I um recently, recently, maybe about a year ago, recently went to a, a friend our age's house for like a kind of like a not a party, but like a get together kind of thing, and she served bagel bites, and I was like, wow, I haven't had that's these. A, that's a good party. That's I was like, I came here, I came here for the party, and you brought the party to me. Um, I fuck with some bagel bites parties. Absolutely, yeah. and there was mozzarella. There was mozzarella sticks too, and I was like, "Yeah, put that shit. celery and ranch away. Bring out some bagel <laughs> bites." Shit away from me. hundred percent, hundred percent. But I really, really enjoyed this video. I thought it was really great, um, really um, fun. The the characters were all really fun, and and just yeah, I just had a good time with this video. I watched it a bunch this weekend. And uh, it, it's funny. I didn't notice that there was because one of the the moms turns into a dancer, and uh, and she's you know she's black, and I just like didn't even. They're they're all dressed so kind of uniformly in the beginning, and uniformly boring. I just didn't even know notice that they weren't all white for some reason. So it, it, it's kind of a testament to the fact that like you know the way they're styled as moms, they just become this homogeneous group. Like, moms are moms become moms. Yeah, moms become moms. And I was like, they lose any other identifier. Is that your point? That, like, once you become a mom, you just you lose everything. Oh man. Well, just just the way that they're that they're styled, they're styled over the top. I feel like um, Mm -hmm. the moms, the moms that I know, I think all you know are are moms, of course, are are way cooler than this. Um, they're, They're as cool as the as the people 
doing the dance. That's the second half of them. Yeah. The second half versions of the moms. And then doing coke and having an, like an EpiPen stabbed in their heart. That's one of their desires, apparently. So Yeah, well, that's a fun moment. It could, you know, and it's obviously very much a Pulp Fiction moment. But it just, it fits, it fits in. It like... Because if it is fantasies, like you're gonna pull these fantasies from somewhere, right? Like right. it's not like it's not like they're just like, oh, let's throw in this moment. Like it actually is rooted in in the idea. And so um This this to me could be like a remember that movie where Nicolas Cage is a weatherman? Um and it's called the Weatherman. I think it's called the Weatherman. Yeah, it is the Weatherman. And he like gets a chance to, in some sort of like fantasy alternate reality, become or maybe there's maybe it's called the Family Man. Yes, there's there's one. Well, there is a Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, called there's Weatherman. two. They're, they're both movies. So Jesus, wow, for real. Okay, I'm conflating the two in my mind. But there's one where the whole point is like there's an alternate reality where Nicolas Cage could have a family, and it's it's and it's about you know the, that's the, Family the, Man. That yeah, and the ultimate you know message is. Hey, you should. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, but I, this feels like a. This could be a movie too, right? Like, I was just thinking that this could be a fucking. This would be such a great movie. It really of, would be fucking yeah. of like you know just like moms. You build you build the story out for each of these moms. They each have like shitty husbands, or maybe maybe they're not all shitty husbands, but like they all need to escape and they do. And you just like play this out. It could be like a little bit like Ghost. It could be a little bit like uh, the weather. The Family Man. It could be a little bit like Groundhog Day, maybe sprinkled in there. And I was thinking maybe a little bit of uh, of old school and uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and maybe you know maybe a little bit of uh, the airport uh, security scene from the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they don't work in, let will tell you what. If they don't work an airport security scene into some music video that we talk about next week, I want my goddamn money back because all of it. I'm feeling I'm yeah all the money uh, uh, because you know I'm feeling the void. There's a void that, of lack of airplane airport security scenes from this month or this week's music videos that needs to be filled next week. You hear that people planning on putting out music videos next week? If you don't have a goddamn airport security scene in there, you better recut and re-edit. I'm offering this to every music video director right now. Um, if you are in treatment for a music video. And you want consulting on where and how you should work in an airport security video or a portion of your video? Doug and I will consult with you for free over yeah. Skype, right. for free. Definitely. Email Definitely. Adam at imvdb.com and for real, we will consult with you. Um, yeah. And you can put us in the credits, and we'll put them on IMVDB. And we'll put it in the credits. <laughs> Bow. Um, so I think, guys, I think we did it. Absolutely. God damn, we did. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned before, go to imvdb.com slash podcasts. Find all these videos. It's on the internet. Find the links. Oh, man. We're, we got we got a sexy Tumblr. We got uh, Chance the Rapper, White Sox hat article. We got the... Um, you got that Google Doc there that you shared with me. That was uh, cool. Uh, what, what, we, got little, we got Big Butt, <laughs> Little Butt on YouTube. They, we shared a Google Doc with you? No, oh. it was a, it was a terrible joke. <laughs> I, you know, if anybody wants to share a Google Doc with us, just just go ahead and do it. Oh, we're into Send that. Send it our way. Um, so you know what? Uh, we're Google enabled. We're <laughs> well, that's the title of the podcast, and uh, <laughs> we are gonna see you guys next week. <laughs>